Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. Hey, everyone. As most of you know, I'm Fanny's drummer, Alice DeBure, and I'm going to play drum major leading this parade today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a parade. Okay, wait, hold, yeah, hold parade, on. Right. Hold on, quick thinking. Uh, baton twirler, I <laughs> am Dr. Kristen Hilaire-Glasgow, daughter of Fanny's manager, Roy Silver, and currently the baton twirler of the Get Behind Fanny <laughs> podcast parade. <laughs> and I'm Byron Wilkins, Fanny fan, and, and I'm, I'll be the pooper scooper of the horses for this parade. <laughs> <laughs> we just God. bringing up the rear, you know. Oh, wait, wait oh, a minute. Oh, thank oh. you for that visual. <laughs> Thanks for that visual. Oh, oh, though, Byron, you give me a good idea. Yeah. Okay, forget yes. the baton twiller. I want to be riding horseback. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And the lover that I am. We're not, we're not well, letting the cowboy thing go, are we? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, of the cowboy theme, mm-hmm. I, you have to know, my partner Gloria was teasing me about episode 25 and my saying that I wanted to be a cowboy. She said, if you're going to be a cowboy, you got to get the line right. I didn't even give, give Kristen the right line. You know, it's a John <laughs> Wayne quote, and it's supposed to be, daylight's burning, pilgrim, not oh, partner. Oh. So oh. any of you rockers out there who also wanted to be a cowboy, you must please forgive me. Okay. And of course, I am such a city slicker. When you fed me that line, I didn't know it was wrong. I'm f- Plus, it was fun saying partner, which you had me practice. Partner? Wait, how did you have me do it? Partner. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, but at one point you had a Boston accent to the partner. 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 Yeah. And I was... Chowda, yeah. Well, I was thinking that maybe it was just my dementia ruining its ugly head again, you know? Is that the fifth dementia? Oh, 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 Alice, come on. That should so away, be a band that you were starting, the fifth dementia. Yeah, well, uh, no, Kristen, thank oh, you. Oh, come on. But the Western theme today is, let's just call it one and done. There we go. So okay. let's move on. Mosey. I'm excited. No. <laughs> okay, now I'm One moving on. and done, Kristen. <laughs> yes. I'm excited about today's Pasco. Pasco. But we're going Pasco. to Pasco. All right. Like a poncho that you put on your horse? I don't know. Dude. You know? I'm excited about today's podcast, I Kristen. Yes. Fill us in. <laughs> well, hold on. Before we move on, yes. people have asked, who said, all right, Mama, at the beginning of Changing Horses, and we want to state it was Alice, not Nikki. So, Kristen, what yes. do we have for today? <laughs> That's all right, Mama. <laughs> See, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Live and in person. Love it. So, for today's episode, we're going to be sharing some of the interview Alice and I did with Bobby Joe Hart, cool. the documentary filmmaker and the director of the upcoming documentary, Fanny, The Right to Rock. Oh, yeah. I okay. am so excited. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be um a whole lot of fun when people see it and we can talk about it. Um I do remember Bobby Joe Hart contacting me years ago, years ago. And it was through the Fanny Rocks website. She told me she was a filmmaker and that she wanted to make a film about Fanny. Well, you know, my first response was good luck with that. You know, but she she has told me since that she didn't get back to me right away because she was in the middle of another project. But eventually it all came together and she started working on the Fanny documentary. 
And for the context of the Get Behind Fanny podcast, which focuses exclusively on the first four albums and the first four original members of Fanny, we'll be hearing about how she, first of all, discovered the band, Hmm. what compelled her to do the documentary, and what she hopes to achieve overall with the film, which I found personally just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So as we always do here when we have an interview, we started off by asking our guest, in this case, Bobby Joe, what her two or favorite go-to Fanny songs are. And she immediately, without missing a beat, said Blind Alley, as Mm. well as Young and Dumb, which is a cover of Ike and Tina Turner. And where you will find that track is it's a bonus track on the Real Gone reissue of Fanny Hill. Right. So Mm. Byron, just to set the stage, Mm -hmm. let's hear a little bit of Young and Dumb. forgotten how much that song rocks out oh, wow doesn't yeah. it yeah, oh it's it just incredible it's, it's a pounder mm-hmm. man i love that yeah you know and i never really knew you know you mentioned it's on the reissue i never really knew about this song until i discovered it via the french footage uh up on youtube same I, here byron i, 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 I didn't yeah. know about it no yeah. i didn't and this it's so interesting for me because mm-hmm. byron like you i've only ever heard the song either live or seen it recently on the french footage mm-hmm. hearing it on the recording, I'm hearing Jeannie's vocals like I have never heard yes. her vocals yeah. before. I mean, yeah. they are just, ooh, just beautiful. Mm. Yeah, she yeah. nails it. She really she does. She really does nail it. And, you know, this is the studio version, but mm. I don't know why it was never on an album. Mm. I really don't. So maybe that's another mystery to solve. Ooh, there oh, there we go. You know, could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to get back bit. on track here with Bobby Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. We started the interview after we'd asked her what her uh, go-to songs are. We said, why Fanny? How did you discover Fanny? Fanny found me in that serendipitous way when I found the story on that website. And then I just started looking up the music, you know, and where could I find, you know, and, and thank heavens for you know, the internet, you're able to look up and find things. I'm like, oh my God, these women are rocking, you know? And then it was just reading more and looking more about the story of the band and just, it was blowing my mind. And then of course, finding that quote of David Bowie, it was like, you know, revivify Fanny and I feel my work will be done. It's just like, okay, it, it was a calling. Yeah, yeah, Bobby yeah. Joe was talking about in terms of where she first saw Fanny. Mm-hmm. It was a guitar magazine, and there was a story about June in right. there. Mm-hmm. And I found it so interesting, 
Bobby Joe's other response before saying it was a calling or at the same time, that not only was she absolutely fascinated with Fanny, she was equal parts pissed that she didn't mm-hmm. know about Fanny until this point in her life. And yeah. I have heard that from so many new Fanny fans, mm-hmm. including Mia. We've mentioned Mia, one of our podcast right. fans, friends, right. etc. And it's just funny because that's a common response. Have you had that, Byron? Oh, yeah. This is a common theme uh, for the past few years as people discover Fanny, you know, thanks to the Beat Club or the website or whatever. Mm -hmm. I always and I always tell them new or old fans, we appreciate every single one because, you know, hey, (laughs) welcome to the party. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I know I know that pissed off feeling, but it's for a different reason, because it has pissed me off for years (laughs) that finding Fanny has taken people so long, you know. Yeah, Yeah. But in reality, I'm glad people are finding us. You know, that's that's the thing. And I, I tell mm-hmm. people that say, how come I never knew about you? What, you know, where have you been? It's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter when you find Fanny. What matters is that you find Fanny. Bottom line is, I'm really glad people are finding us. So when mm-hmm. Bobby Joe contacted me through the website, it was really gratifying. But here's how she remembered it. So I found the website at one point, uh, Fanny Rocks which is the website that you started, correct? I believe, Alice, you know, and you've been managing it um, with, you know, some amazing cohorts for years. And so when I discovered the Fanny Rocks website, I wrote there and I, and then reached out to Alice. Then she wrote me back and, and it, you know, I was in the middle of doing the other film too. So it was like, you know, you'd get something and then you'd kind of Oh, okay, I'm going to come back to that and, and follow up again. So I was putting out feelers in a different places, but Alice was the first to respond to me. And then at one point I got in touch with June as well. And then it just started rolling from there. And that was the beginning of the journey. And then it just, you know, then it was just a labor of love and just, you know, like every documentary, it's just trying to put the the pieces together as best you can to tell a cohesive story that you're you're praying and trying so hard to realize in a way that's honoring the people that you're trying to celebrate talking with uh, June about potentially trying to do it around because because for me I didn't want to just for me personally like you can do a film a million ways and but for me personally I wanted to have something that had a forward momentum 
arc that was something happening now that I could intercut with the backstory. My, my style is more cinema verite, fly in the wall, follow something that's happening. But the backstory was so vitally important. There's no way like, that's, you have to, that, that is the main part of the whole story. That is everything. Yeah, that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love her approach to that. So, yeah. Alice, so I have a question. Bobby yeah. Joe cannot be the only person to have approached the band to do a documentary, is she? No, no, no. Uh-uh. Uh, a number of, of people have approached me through Fanny Rocks, but nothing ever came from those initial inquiries. And I've been working for the last 20 to 25 years just trying to keep the name alive so that at some point... Fanny would be recognized for what we created. You know, it Mm -hmm. took that low and slow (laughs) voice out in the world. It took that long for the beat club Mm -hmm. to contact me, send me the disc of all of our footage. And then what Byron, it was uh, two, two and a half years ago that they put it up on their YouTube page. And that introduced Fanny to a whole new audience, you know, and now with the podcast almost a year old, we've broadened even Mm -hmm. farther the awareness of Fanny everywhere. So we're getting there. We're getting there. first time for someone who I would like to become a follower of this incredible band or just to 
expose them to this incredible music. My go-to song I'd say is Blind Alley. It's also Blind Alley is, it turns out is Joe Elliott's, you know, how the lead singer from Def Leppard discovered Fanny. And that, that I had to bring out in the film because just this, the way he told this story was just, and he broke down the beginning of the song. So I don't want to say too much about the film, but I, I just thought, okay, we've just, it was just so well done, you know, and he's a, a, a rock and roll hall of famer and I was a Def Leppard fan, I admit, you know, and so it was just to get to interview Joe Elliott and also, you know, it was amazing. Um, and to find out, you know, through the bandmates of Fanny that he was a fan, he was so excited to do the interview. He literally did the interview the night before Def Leppard was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the hotel. Wow. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> that blows your mind, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I just, I love that. And mm-hmm. also, you know, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which yes. you may know, it's my goal to get Fanny inducted. Just saying, I don't know if I've ever thrown that out there before. No, I, I don't, gee, I don't think I've ever heard, heard that, Kristen. No, no. <laughs> but how cool would it be for Def Leppard to cover Blind Alley at Fanny's oh. induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, and then, hold on, if I'm dreaming, yep. and then include their cover on their next CD. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. Okay, I'm you putting know, that yeah. out there. Sure. I think I think he still wants to. I think he he was talking about putting it on uh, his latest album, their latest album, but they had so wow. much more material that it didn't make it. So oh. he still could do it. They oh. they still may cover it. You never know. And, you yeah, never and know. it fits Steph Leppard's style because they have done a lot of covers from like Sweet and Faces and David Bowie. So I mean, it would. Awesome. That yeah, was yeah, Blind Alley by phenomenal. them. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you know, he's been a fan since he was 12 years old, you know, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know if New Musical, New Musical Express put a flexi-disc in very many issues, but they included yeah. a flexi-disc in the issue that he purchased, and the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street was on one side, and Fanny's mm. Blind Alley was on the other. Oh, and wow. as he says in the documentary, you know, I was hooked. <laughs> well, Byron, I mm-hmm. have to say, I think Joe Elliott beats you because what, you were 14 <laughs> when you found 14. Fanny? I was 14. And he was 12. Yeah. He was 12. He was 12. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let him have that. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think also I'm a tad older, but oh, well, he would. We're not oh, going to well. get into age here. No. You know, anyway. No. No. But he also says on the trailer film, yeah. and I can't do a British accent, that was a game changer. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Byron. It's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Good one. When he saw the picture of women with guitars on. Yeah. On the front yeah. cover of that magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Jean, Jean was on the front cover. She had those blue velvet uh, bell bottoms on with a little, mm. you know, baby blue and oh, I remember white so well. long sleeve top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was on the cover, you know, but mm-hmm. he said, like he said, I was hooked.
Amazing. Yeah. You know, I have to say, mm-hmm. as a okay. wannabe fifth member of Fanny when I was a kid, <laughs> this was always the song that kind of told me I never would be, unless you okay. needed either a backup singer or a go-go dancer. I don't know. <laughs> All of you so owned this song. It's just oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm really glad Richard let it be its song. You know, he didn't overproduce it. It's got an edge. It's, again, not really live per se, but it's got the Fanny Rock edge to it. That, what, that what are you saying, the- Byron? Byron, what are you saying? <laughs> that there aren't any mariachi horns in it? Is that, is that no, what you're no, trying to say? Yes. Screw the mariachis. They're out of here. <laughs> May I say one thing about the mariachi horns? Yes, in, sure. in, in defense of mariachi horns, like, should yes. we get a bumper sticker? Save yes. the mariachi horns. <laughs> Richard Perry's wife at the time, Linda Perry, who we've spoken about, how do I say this? Her father owned a record label Hmm. Uh who was responsible for introducing Latin and salsa to an American audience in the early 60s. Right. So he was experimenting. Well, you know, Kristen, (laughs) I really, I don't have anything against mariachi bands or mariachi horns in general. I just like them in the right place. Yes. Fanny was not the right right place. place. And that's my only beef. 100% agree. And, you know, we've talked before about the lyrics to Blind Alley in other episodes. We will obviously Mm -hmm. continue to listen to this song. And everyone has their own unique take on the song. I personally see it as an anthem for me. Some people Mm -hmm. see it as a collective anthem. Mm -hmm. So here's Bobby Joe Hart's take on the lyrics and the song. It's it's a call to arms, but it's, it's, it's a warning, but it's also empowering you to claim your story make life what you want it to be. That's what I take it away, you know, and make your story heard and to, to make it count, you know, and that's what I want to do with the film. I want Fanny's story to count. It must count. Yeah. And, you know, and Bobby Joe's call to arms, you know, it must count. She really passionately believes that, which is really, really cool. But when she designed the poster art for the Mm -hmm. uh, film, Mm -hmm. she created that visually. Which, yeah. you yeah. know, which I found, it, it's definitely a call to arms. So yeah. I agree. Pretty cool. I, I absolutely agree. I also found her discussion about how she conceived of the artwork and mm-hmm. how and why she conceived of it to be, like you're saying, Alice, or like she said, a call to arms. Yeah. And it was interesting that after she was done with the Statue of Liberty and her fists raised, mm-hmm. that she showed it to a couple of machismo industry guys <laughs> if you will yeah and mm. she was dumbfounded that their only comments were that she should be a little bit more demure mm. those were the words right and that, her, and that her mouth should be prettier oh my god and i loved bobby joe's response to that fuck the male gaze to me that's what i wanted to jump off the poster was all identities welcome and women claim your voice use your voice and don't apologize for using it in a loud way. In fact, loud, proud, do it. Just do it. And Fanny as the the mentors, you know, to me, Fanny are mentors through this film for girls and women everywhere to find their own voice and to use it and to make a difference, you know, in their own communities. Absolutely. And for yeah. those who don't know the expression or even the idea of, quote, the male gaze, close yeah. quote, G-A-Z-E, look it up. It's a fascinating idea. And it really does speak to what Bobby Joe was trying to emphasize in this film and in right. the poster. Yeah, really. And as for the poster's Statue of Liberty face, mm-hmm. I've had a couple of fans say, Alice, is that you? Mm. And then I've had a couple of fans say, Oh, that's June. That's definitely mm. June. 
you know, Hmm. but you know, Bobby Joe had a whole other vision of it being an amalgamation of Mm -hmm. woman so that it wasn't identifiable. Love that. But here's the real deal from her. The poster to me, there was no bandmate in particular that inspired that. Yeah. See, and what, you know, with some fans, they can see whatever face they want on the poster, which is kind of cool. You know, way cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I have printed some um, going in the mail to you, Byron. Kristen, you have one already. I have mine. I love it. Thank you. Got to space my wall. Ready for it. Yeah. (laughs) And we're going to be selling them on fannyrocks.com. And we're going to donate the proceeds to a couple of organizations that support young women that are Mm -hmm. very near and dear to us here on the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, as long as the poster's eyes don't follow me around my office, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> it really is a fantastic poster. Nah. It really yeah, is. It, it is. not only exemplifies the raw rock and nature of Fanny. Mm. I mean, she really captured that. Oh, yeah. But it also really captures Bobby Joe's personality and her passion mm. yep. for Fanny. It does. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 And, really and does. I loved her reasoning behind the film's title. As a historian, I was just so captivated by this idea. (laughs) Dr. Gay. (laughs) The title being Fanny, The Right to Rock. And so let's listen to her explaining why she went with this title and the path that Fanny forged. Yeah, so Fanny to me, you know, Blind Alley and Fanny in general to me represent, you know, and that's where the title of the film comes from, Fanny, The Right to Rock. You know, there were women whose shoulders were standing on that fought and died literally and were, were, if they didn't die, they were abused either emotionally, psychologically, physically, and fought for the, the right to vote. And I consider Fanny in that category. They, and that's where the title came from. If women were fighting for women to have the right to vote, Fanny to me were fighting for women to have the right to rock.
Yep. Wow, that tension. And, I love it. Right, yeah. and not, not even a fade that you had to deal with, Byron. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much. And yeah. Fanny's the best at writing songs that end, actually end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So and, wonderful. And you guys must have been sweating five, six pounds of weight off after playing oh, yeah. that song. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> Two pounds a night. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also, it, no wonder it's one of Joe Elliott's favorites because holy mackerel, it, it's it's certainly one of mine. Oh, and yeah. also yeah. for a ton of fans who've written in over the year, this song just rocks their world. It's just great. Yeah. Oh, it's always been yeah. one of my favorites. And you know, listening to this song again for this mm-hmm. podcast and mm-hmm. through twenty twenty one years, mm-hmm. the line "Think about what you're doing" that mm-hmm. Nikki says mm-hmm. really now could be seen as either a warning. Or a yeah. call to arms to take yeah. your path and passion seriously, as Bobby Joe was saying, you know, just like Fanny. And now with this documentary, uh, it's just fantastic. And I have to say, Alice, I love that Nikki credited you as co-writer on this song. Yeah, that, that it was pretty sweet. Nikki was pretty clear of the sound that she wanted for me. Hmm. And giving me writing credit just for the drum part was really, really generous of her. But you know, the mm-hmm. studio version is so mm-hmm. different from what how I played it live. Mm-hmm. On the LP, I built it up slowly, verse by verse, until I'm playing what I played live, maybe in the third verse, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wish that I'd played the Tom part all the way through. I know that Keith Moon mm-hmm. would have been pedal to the metal, going full bore <laughs> oh, to yeah. the whole oh, song, yeah. you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think for the documentary, <laughs> Blind Alley works so well. You know, talking about women who fought for the right to vote and Fanny mm-hmm. who fought for the right to rock. Mm-hmm. You know, just step out of the way, Christian brothers, with your fists <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Fanny's coming through, man. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bobby Joe wanted us to share with you that she left a surprise, an Easter egg, for all of us <laughs> at the end of the film after the credits. So make sure you don't leave the theater too early. So, you know, hang on a second. Is this anything like a um, Marvel's film post credit scene or something? <laughs> I don't know, Byron. Her only clue is that it is actually a surprise from Joe Elliott. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, Alice, you've seen it. Do you know what it is? Tell us. Come on. Spill the beans. I have. I do. And I'm not <laughs> spilling the beans. No. Oh, no. Are they circling the wagons back to that motif again? <laughs> no, Byron. Okay. We are Thank not. You. We are not. Thank you. You know, I really like the film. We're going to mm-hmm. just skip right over the beans. You know, <laughs> I really like that. The film. You know, I think Bobby Joe, she man, she did a great job mm. with her story arc of mm. the band Fanny. Wow. I am so super excited to see it. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I really enjoyed getting to speak with her and interviewing her. Mm-hmm. And we do have more conversation with Bobby Joe Hart, but mm-hmm. that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so Byron, mm-hmm. why don't you give us a social media and if you could include Bobby Joe's information too. Oh, I think I can manage that. So first off, Fanny is all over the internet. You can find us over on Twitter at underscore rocks underscore Fanny, then on Instagram at Fanny Rocks underscore 1970, on Facebook as Fanny Rock Band, over on YouTube just as Fanny Rocks, and of course, drop by the official Fanny website at FannyRocks.com and drop by and comment on the podcast or send us an email. You can also use these wonderful things called hashtags. (laughs) 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 And uh, they're new to me. Anyway, uh, you can- I don't know what ask. they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go well with eggs. Hashtags right. and eggs. <laughs> <Hashtags> <laughs> and eggs. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Anyway, 
you can use Ask Alice, June Jams, Gene Genie, Nikki Notes to ask questions. And also, we also have added uh, Seagrave segments uh, for any questions about Roadie Seagrave. And if you want to follow the Fanny the Right to Rock film, you can find it on Facebook at Fanny the Right to Rock. Also, they have a website, FannyTheMovie.com. Over on Twitter and Instagram, you can find them at Fanny the Movie. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Byron. Byron. Mm-hmm. All right, you two. This has been a ton of fun, and I can't wait for all of you to get yeah, the chance to see. I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, yeah Fanny, the right to rock. But I just wanted to take the, a moment to thank Bobby Joe for joining yeah. us on the episode. And yeah. she did have some parting words about the documentary. When I'm dust in the wind, that film's still going to be there for my daughter to watch, for you know other girls to watch, and for generations to watch, to be able to remember... And honor Fanny. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, and that's... Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that is. That that is a great sentiment. I love it. As Mm -hmm. our podcast will be saved for (laughs) people to listen to when I'm dust in the wind. And I think I'm closer than Bobby Joe to being dust, (laughs) let me tell you. You know? (laughs) know, We're all going to be dust in the wind. And that's part of the reason why we were, you know, started this podcast or what our goals were. Right. I wanted to set the story straight and and leave uh, an archive, if you will, of... Mm -hmm. My memories of Fanny, and uh, it was my a memories wonder- of Fanny. Yeah, yeah it was. A, it was. A, it's been a wonderful ride. You know, it's yeah. being a wonderful ride, and we have coming up our very own anniversary, Fannyversary, mm-hmm. next episode. That's mm-hmm. right. Episode twenty-seven is the Get Behind Fanny podcast Fannyversary. Yep. One year, <laughs> amazing. So, to just give you a little teaser, a little taste, what we're going to be discussing on the next episode is our personal reflections, some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite comments from our mm. UFOs, but also we'd love to hear some new comments. So, please write in for the next podcast so that okay. we can include you in this because we wouldn't yep. be here without you. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm going to talk about every single favorite drum part I have. So that's like, you know, 50 songs, this drum part here, these two measures of this drum part. Just get ready, you know? You know two, it, two hour special podcast. Yes. I was going to say. <laughs> but you know what, Alice? Some yeah. some rockers would actually do that. So, Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not our goal here. It is. No. It's to revivify Fanny. Yep. Set the record sta- straight. Set the record state. Yeah. Set what the state record straight. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a podcast state of mind. Anyway, we can't wait for all of you to join us. Mm. So for now, Byron, Mm -hmm. Alice, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Hit it. (laughs) 